Oh, me? <laughs> oh, no, not you. <laughs> not you. <laughs> oh, it's me. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to Chispinas. Uh, <laughs> sorry, you know, you caught me off, you know, I, I didn't expect that you, you said, let's do the intro, but I didn't really expect <laughs> it's me I'm going to do the intro. But anyway, you know, it's fine. So welcome back to episode 11. And my name is Emil. My name is Mandy. And this is a perfect episode. You know what? We've just, we're just so fresh off 11-11. And this is our ep- 11th episode. 11, 11, 11. Yeah, 11-11 and 11th episode. Did you know that 11-11 is usually called Singles Day? Oh. Yeah, because of the ones. Yeah, because they're singles. Us, we are 11-11. Yep, exactly, right? But yeah, I I never really thought of it that way. I've just mostly thought of it as like a sale day. Like the last hurrah, the last sale that I'd ever splurge money on before I get you know before just in time for the holidays because it gives you more time to prepare yeah and and i think that 11 11 was started by jackman right really was it started all this promo like seven seven eight eight nine nine etc yeah it started in china and then actually the world now adopted it yeah which is amazing and And speaking yeah okay so um this guy, though, who's going to be our guest today, isn't exactly single, but he is an 11 over 10 in my rating, in my, you know, in my taste. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> it's so funny when you sent me his Instagram account, I initially thought he's the older, more mature guy. <laughs> in his... <laughs> in I think his... that's his father. I think it's his dad. Yeah. So it's nice to get to, we would get to know him so much more. Ladies and gentlemen, let's all welcome Mr. Tommy King. Hey. How have you been, man? Uh, thank you. Um, really good. As you were alluding to um, right before we hopped on here, it's it's uh, pretty crazy to see what the the weather has done here. I've never experienced that in my life. Oh, so oh, wow. it was quite quite alarming to wake up. You know, we had we got we were fortunate. We just had a little flooding on our main floor, um, but just driving around in, in QC and seeing I mean it's devastating you know right yeah 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 especially if, I mean so, if it's your first time to experience that you know yeah I've never so, I mean I, I had my first earthquake here that was oh <laughs> <that was> interesting <laughs> also, I thought I was dying <laughs> but uh, you know important that you know you're never safe now before, but um, you know I, I wish everyone well I think mm. I think everyone's recovering. Yeah, that's good. That's good. That's good. So how have you been aside what's happening right now with the weather? Uh, how's things going for you? Um, I'm sure you're, you're based in the Philippines for quite some time now. Mm, uh, since February of 2019, I've been here. Uh, and it's been, I mean, it's been great, man. Like, Philippines is really welcoming. I tell people all the time, it sounds funny, but I feel much more American here than I feel <laughs> at, at home. <laughs> because it's, it's like uh, at home, 
poem, you have this, this separation of what's American, and they have these subtitles. You're like African-American or Asian-American or European-American. You know what I mean? And yeah, yeah. Asian-American. Asian American. Yeah, you're yeah, just American, period. Uh, I'm, I'm, uh, they call me Americans, too, even if I'm Italian. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, bet, I bet the street kids in, like, Makati or wherever call you, hey, Americano? Joe, hey, Joe. Everyone would just call you Joe. So tell us about what you do, Tommy. Uh oh. Hello. But he got stuck in a good position. Yeah, he got stuck in a good position. I mean, it's not that so bad. That's fine. That's fine, too. So we're waiting for Tommy to reconnect to the yeah, show. To the show. Uh, mm, so this not... is your time to take picture, guys. If you want to take picture of Tommy right now, this is the right All time. Right. Or with us. Duh, we're on the screen. We're the ones oh, yeah, on the screen. Right. Oh, there you are. <laughs> I lost you there. I lost no you there for a second. I didn't hear your question. Sorry. It's all right. Um, how have you been? What What do you do? Like, Can you tell us about what you do? Sure, sure. Um, quarantine definitely created a... Uh, I like new parameters, if you will, on how to go about daily life. Um, so when we are being productive, me and Dinah were really active um, doing this big fundraiser for the surrounding communities. Ooh. Uh, wow. South Triangle. And our initial goal was to raise a million pesos. We didn't quite hit that, but we did hit like 300,000. No, oh, that's, wow. you know, there's no small or big help. It's help. You know what I mean? There's no such thing as small help. Yeah, that's yeah. That's something. Yeah, that's something that, you know, that helps out people. So that's pretty yeah, good. We got to distribute a, a good bit of food throughout the community here at, at one of the local um, Berengar stations, uh, police stations, something like that. Yeah. Um, and that was cool. And that we were doing that, you know, two or three times weekly and we had a bunch of sponsors. So that was like, that was one, it was good for the community, but two, it was a great learning experience for me because. I always wanted to see what it's like to try to have something running that's, <clears throat> you know, uh, nonprofit, I guess is the best way to explain it. And it's, it's really a lot of work, man. Like, Oh yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't, you wouldn't think so. You know, you think you're just like live stream, sing some songs, give some stuff away and then, you know, it, it works, but it's a lot harder than that. Um, so we did that for a while. That, that was fun. Um, in the meantime, I, Actually, ran in, it's a random story, but I ran into Juan Carlos um, backstage at a photo shoot for Ancos when Ancos mm. protested oh, wow. their situation. And his girlfriend and my girlfriend are friends. So we ended up meeting. And he was like, hey, man, uh, I'm looking for rappers. You should send me some music. And this was like maybe last December or something like that. Ooh. Right. Maybe even November. And seven months later, out of the blue, my phone rings and it's Juan Carlos. He was like, hey, uh, I'm going to forge you to my managing director. I really like your music. And that ended up being the managing director of Island Music. Ooh. And that turned into a situation with Def Jam. So now I am signed to Def Jam here in the Philippines and Southeast Asia as well. Thank you, Juan Carlos. For awesome, wow. awesome. See, collaboration is key. So um, is there any song that, that's out that uh, came from you now? I mean, uh, that's already out. I'm sorry. I have, I have my Spotify running, but all of that music is from 2018, my previous run when I was... Um, I was doing pretty decent in America, honestly, but 
Uh, and when I got to Philippines, we started doing something different with me and Dinah. We had a, a little group called 8-1. Uh, mm-hmm. We did pretty well. We, we went number one on the radio with our first single release and things like that. But that eventually ended up falling apart. So we kind of cooled off on music for a while. But I will be releasing um, in first quarter of next year. We just start waiting for the official launch of Def Jam Philippines, which will be as of right now, February 15th, but that could push back due to COVID. So yeah, whenever we get the official launch out, um, we'll definitely be doing that. And then also we shot a movie. Oh yeah. That was, can you tell us more about it? Yeah. Yeah, Um, We are good friends with a gentleman named uh, direct Neil DeMesa. Okay. And uh, he and Dinah are close friends and we just kind of had a meeting one day and, um, he was like, you know, I, I have everything we need to do it. So you guys just come up with a concept. and <laughs> Awesome. Wow. Man, you're doing better than us here in the Philippines. <laughs> uh, it, it was it was a good experience. You know, we, we got in contact with uh, Will Devon and his, uh, his girlfriend, Kai. And Kai also makes her acting debut in the movie as well. So... That was a cool experience, man. We we shot it relatively fast, and working with Direct and the cast we were with, it was me and Diana, Will Devon, Kai, and Pablo Paraiso. Wow. 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 So you do music. You are an actor. Most probably you're, you're also a model. Anything else? I wouldn't. <laughs> I, wouldn't I wouldn't say I'm an actor. Um, <laughs> that was a, a lucky opportunity that was presented in front of me, and... I enjoyed it a hundred percent. I would definitely do it again, but I need to, I need to work. Like <laughs> I need, I need to get in the acting gym. So <laughs> you mentioned earlier that um, you were, pro- we were actually doing really well in the States. So, so what, what made you move in the Philippines? Sure. Sure. That's a great question. Um, initially it was not the plan. Oh. <laughs> I am one of those people that I, when the opportunity is presented to me, I will roll with it. Yes. No matter what. I'm I'm big on the, those kind of things. I think that, uh, you know, I, I, I've lived life in a way where I don't have to be committed to any one thing or any one place. Um, and that was so my options could always remain open to be, you know, to take opportunity if it, if it showed in front of me. Um, so yeah. me and Diana had a mutual producer friend who lived a floor above me in Atlanta. Oh, fun. Oh, wow. Yeah, I own a condo there directly in downtown. It was the greatest purchase of my life. And um, he was telling me this crazy story about this celebrity that was <laughs> uh, writing music in Philippines and blah, blah, blah. And long story short, man, he, he invited me out for a month and told me they would pay for my trip. And I'd just come out for a month, write music. They would put me up in a house and uh, sent me back home with a little bit of money in my pocket for writing music for a month. And when I got out here, I never left. Wow. <laughs> wow. It's uh, it, what I, what I see here though, to answer your question directly. And this is, this is like, I'm going to be pushing this narrative. Um, you'll probably see me do it pretty actively for the next, at least year to year and a half, because mm-hmm. coming from America, our music business is very developed and, um, not only strategies and ways to become successful that are not yet implemented here, but also music here is still about the music. 
Yeah. Yes. And that's okay. very rare. And I love that about here because in America, it's it's more clout chasing. Um, you know, people people have to want to be like you to like your music. You right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On Earth. But if they don't like your personality or they don't want to be like you as a person, then they won't they won't respect your music the same way. And that's one thing I like about here is that um, not only is it an emerging market, but, you know, I, I was you guys have some stars here that in reality are some of the biggest stars on planet Earth. Wow. And they just don't get that respect. And that's honest, because, for example, you know, let's say we start talking about people who stream a hundred million times club. Yeah. That's, that's literally less than maybe a hundred to 150 people on planet earth. <laughs> that's of, I can think of three of them right now off the top of my head that are right here in the Philippines. So when you think about it that way, it's kind of like without any actual established music business or um, plans for market or promotioning, like beyond, you know, what Viva can do for you or mm-hmm. Warner can do for you it's really a wide open market with 107 million people. So, <laughs> you know, for me, it, it just, it gives me the ability to, to be freely the artist that I want to be and also have an outlook on how to grow into the future. And Def Jam also offers a great ability to do that throughout Southeast Asia because they have a really yeah. strong imprint. Like awesome. Just, I have a question. In, in terms of like style, right? I mean, you, you, you started making music, you were nine years old in the US, right? That's and, right. And grow. And of course, I'm sure you have your own style. When you got to the Philippines and you started writing music, did you have to adapt the style mm. to the culture or you still maintain your style? That's a great question. Um, I will take a second to say thank you to Ryan Claus. He's me and Diana's mutual producer friend that brought me out here. And just quick, small story. When I first met Ryan Claus, I had never made any music aside from hip hop for my entire life. Mm. Right. just being from Atlanta like you know hip hop is like bigger than music it's life yeah it's king <laughs> yeah, in all ways so I agree I, you know when Ryan was telling me like you know you can make this kind of sound and you can make this I, I was like man I'll never do that you know <laughs> and like two weeks into the Philippines of being here it was really like we went to Okada a lot so I got to see what the club scene looked like I got to hang out at um like Zylo, and then you pop out the back and you're at Island, and you get to feel different vibes of what music is popping around the world. Yes. And what I really found that was really cool is, to be honest with you, six to seven out of ten artists that I'll hear on the radio in an hour come from Atlanta anyway. Ooh, really? So, yeah, seriously, even here. Um, and if they're not directly from Atlanta, the feature artist that's on the song is from Atlanta, who wrote the song is from Atlanta. For example, I'll give you a great, a great example here. I have a feature on my Spotify with a guy named Saha the Prince. Not the biggest name you've ever heard. However, the biggest song of 2019 was Sickle Mode, Travis Scott and Drake, right? Yeah. Saha the Prince wrote Sickle Mode. Yeah. Wow. Awesome. That's great. That's great so to hear. It's kind of like you can hear influences of the same structure I've grown up on throughout the world it's just that you know in the states they don't embrace um being able to mix up your your styles the way that they do here so being here i've, I've i wouldn't say that i've changed anything yeah um, 
but my toolbox is much more accessible with ears that aren't, you know, solely just for trap music. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I have much more, much more opportunity to use different skills that I have. And that's great for me because personally, I, I'm not, if I tell you the honest truth, a lot of American music sucks to me. <laughs> especially now man it's like we're we're really stuck in the formula right now it's not i yeah, think it's yeah. good for for the for the world in general because the world's going to catch up to us and i think that's important but yeah especially for hip-hop but you know for me i i don't i wouldn't say that i can't say that i'm not influenced by my music here like uh there's an artist here in amon i think it you know, rest in peace, bless his heart. I, I, I'm pretty sure he just passed from cancer, but he has a song mm-hmm. called Tech Along. Oh, me. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to Chispinas. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, you know, you caught me off, you know, I, I didn't expect that you, you said, let's do the intro, but I didn't really expect <laughs> it's me I'm going to do the intro. But anyway, you know, it's fine. So welcome back to episode 11, and my name is Emil. My name is Mandy, and this is a perfect episode. You know what? We've just, we're just so fresh off 11-11, and this is our e- 11th episode. 11, 11, 11. Yeah, 11-11 and 11th episode. Did you know that 11-11 is usually called Singles Day? Oh. Yeah, because of the ones. Yeah, because they're singles. Us, we are 11-11. Yep, exactly, right? But yeah, I I never really thought of it that way. I've just mostly thought of it as like a sale day like the last hurrah the last sale that I'd ever splurge money on before I get you know before just in time for the holidays because it gives you more time to prepare yeah and and I think that 11-11 was started by Jack Ma right really was it started all this promo like 7-7-8-8-9-9 etc yeah it started in China and then actually the world now adopted to it. Yeah, which is amazing. And, and speaking, yeah. Okay, so um, this guy though, who's going to be our guest today, isn't exactly single, but he is an 11 over 10 in my rating, in my, you know, in my taste. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> it's so funny when you sent me his Instagram account, I initially thought he's the older, more mature guy in his. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's his father. I think it's his dad. Yeah. So it's nice to get to. We would get to know him so much more, ladies and gentlemen. Let's all welcome Mr. Tommy King. Hey. How have you been, man? Uh, thank you, guys. Um, really good. As you were alluding to, um, right before we hopped on here, it's it's uh pretty crazy to see what the the weather has done here. I've never experienced that in my life. Oh, so, oh wow. It was quite quite alarming to wake up. You know, we had we got we were fortunate. We just had a little flooding on our main floor, um, but just driving around in, in QC and seeing, I mean, it's devastating. You know, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially, I mean, so, if it's your first time to experience that, you know. Yeah, I've never 
I mean, I, I had my first earthquake here. That was, oh, <laughs> interesting. Also, I thought I was dying. <laughs> but uh, you know, important that you know you're Never safe now. Before, but um, you know, I, I wish everyone well. I think, mm, I think everyone's recovering. Yeah, that's good. That's good. That's good. So, how have you been aside what's happening right now with the weather? Uh, how's things going for you? Um, I'm sure you're you're based in the Philippines for quite of some times now. Mm, uh, since February of 2019, I've been here, uh, and it's been, I mean it's been great, man. Like Philippines is really welcoming. I tell people all the time. It sounds funny, but I feel much more American here than I feel <laughs> at, at home <laughs> because it's it's like uh, at home you have this this separation of what's American and they have these subtitles you're like African American or Asian American or European American you know what I mean and yeah, yeah. You're Asian American just American yeah you're yeah, just American period uh, I'm, I'm uh, yeah. they call me Americans too even if I'm Italian so. <laughs> <laughs> I, bet, I bet the street kids in like Makati or wherever call you hey Americano? Joe hey Joe hey, Americano yeah. Americano <laughs> everyone would just call you Joe so uh, Tell us about what you do, Tommy. Uh-oh. Hello. Oh, but he got stuck in a good position. You know, yeah, he got stuck in a good I position. I mean, it's not right so bad. That's fine. That's fine, too. So we're waiting for Tommy to reconnect to the yeah, show. To the show. Uh, mm, so I'm this not... is your time to take picture, guys. If you want to take picture of Tommy right now, this is the right All time. Right. Or with us. Duh, we're on the screen. We're the ones oh, yeah, on the screen. Right. Oh, there you are. I lost you there. I lost no you for a second. I didn't hear your question. Sorry. It's all right. Um, how have you been? What What do you do? Like, can you tell us about what you do? Sure, sure. Um, quarantine definitely created a, uh, I like new parameters, if you will, on how to go about daily life. Um, so when we are being productive, me and Dinah were really active, um, doing this big fundraiser for the surrounding communities. Ooh. Wow. South Triangle. And our initial goal was to raise a million pesos. We didn't quite hit that, but we did hit like 300,000. No, that's, wow. you know, there's no small or big help. It's help. You know what I mean? There's no such thing as small help. Yeah, that's yeah. That's something. Yeah, that's something that, you know, that helps out people. So that's pretty yep. good. We got to distribute a, a good bit of food throughout the community here at, at one of the local um Berengar stations, uh, police stations, something like that. Yeah. Um, and that was cool. And that we were doing that, you know, two or three times weekly and we had a bunch of sponsors. So that was like, that was one, it was good for the community, but two, it was a great learning experience for me because I always wanted to see what it's like to try to have something running that's, <clears throat> you know, uh, nonprofit, I guess is the best way to explain it. And it's, it's really a lot of work, man. Like, Oh yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't you wouldn't think so you know you think you're just like live stream sing some songs give some stuff away and then you know it, it works but it's a lot harder than that um so we did that for a while that, that was fun um in the meantime i actually ran in it's random story but i ran into juan carlos um backstage at a photo shoot for Ancos when Ancos mm. protested oh, wow their situation and his girlfriend and my girlfriend are friends so we ended up meeting 
And he was like, hey, man, uh, I'm looking for rappers. You should send me some music. And this was like maybe last December or something like that. Ooh. Right. Maybe even November. And seven months later, out of the blue, my phone rings and it's Juan Carlos. He was like, hey, uh, I'm going to forge you to my managing director. I really like your music. And that ended up being the managing director of Island Music. Ooh. Uh, and that turned into a situation with Def Jam. So now I am signed to Def Jam here in the Philippines and Southeast Asia as well. Thank you, Juan Carlos. For awesome. Wow. Awesome. Okay. See, collaboration is key. So um, is there any song that, that's out that uh, came from you now? I mean, uh, that's already out. I'm sorry. I have, I have my Spotify running, but all of that music is from 2018. My previous run when I was... Um, I was doing pretty decent in America, honestly. But uh, and when I got to Philippines, we started doing something different with me and Diana. We had a, a little group called 8-1. Mm-hmm. Um, we did pretty well. We, we went number one on the radio with our first single release and things like that. But that eventually ended up falling apart. So we kind of cooled off on music for a while. But I will be releasing um, in first quarter of next year. We just start waiting for the official launch of Def Jam Philippines, which will be... As of right now, February 15th, but that could push back due to COVID. So yeah, whenever we get the official launch out, um, we'll definitely be doing that. And then also, we shot a movie. Oh! Yeah, that was Can cool. you tell us more about it? Yeah. yeah sure. um, we are good friends with a gentleman named uh, Direct Neil DeMesa. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, he and Diana are close friends, and we just kind of had a meeting one day, and um, he was like, you know, I, I have everything we need to do it. So you guys just come up with a concept. And <laughs> awesome. Wow. Man, you're doing better than us here in the Philippines. <laughs> uh, it, it was it was a good experience. You know, we, we got in contact with uh, Will Devon and his, uh, his girlfriend, Kai. And Kai also makes her acting debut in the movie as well. So... That was a cool experience, man. We we shot it relatively fast, and working with direct and the cast we were with, it was me and Diana, Will Devon, Kai, and Pablo Paraiso. Wow. wow! Wow! So you do music. You are an actor. Most probably, you're you're also a model. Anything else? I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't say I'm an actor. Um, <laughs> that was a a lucky opportunity that was presented in front of me, and. I enjoyed it 100%. I would definitely do it again, but I need to I need to work. Like <laughs> I need I need to get in the acting gym. So, <laughs> you mentioned earlier that um you were pro- were actually doing really well in the states. So, so what what made you move in the Philippines? Sure, sure. That's a great question. Um initially, it was not the plan. Oh. <laughs> I am one of those people that I when the opportunity is presented to me, I will roll with it. Yes. No matter what. I'm I'm big on the, those kind of things. I think that, uh, you know, I, I, I've lived life in a way where I don't have to be committed to any one thing or any one place. Um, and that was so my options could always remain open to be, you know, to take opportunity if it, if it showed in front of me. Um, so yeah. me and Diana had a mutual producer friend who lived a floor above me in Atlanta. Oh, fun. Oh, wow. Yeah, I own a condo there directly in downtown. It was the greatest purchase of my life. And um, 
he was telling me this crazy story about this celebrity that was <laughs> uh, writing music in Philippines and blah, blah, blah. And long story short, man, he, he invited me out for a month and told me they would pay for my trip and I'd just come out for a month, write music. They would put me up in a house and uh, send me back home with a little bit of money in my pocket for writing music for a month. And when I got out here, I never left. Wow. <laughs> wow. It's, uh, it, what, I, what I see here, though, to answer your question directly, and this is this is like I'm gonna be pushing this narrative. Um, you'll probably see me do it pretty actively for the next at least year to year and a half because mm-hmm. coming from America, our music business is very developed, and um, not only strategies and ways to become successful that are not yet implemented here, but also music here is still about the music. Yeah. Yes. And that's very rare. And I love that about here because in America, it's it's more clout chasing. Um, you know, people people have to want to be like you to like your music. You right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On Earth. But if they don't like your personality or they don't want to be like you as a person, then they won't they won't respect your music the same way. And that's one thing I like about here is that um, not only is it an emerging market, but you know, I, I was, you guys have some stars here that in reality are some of the biggest stars on planet earth. Wow. And they just don't get that respect. And that's honest. Cause for example, you know, let's say we start talking about people who stream a hundred million times club. Yeah. That's, that's literally less than maybe a hundred to 150 people on planet earth. <laughs> that's I, can of, I can think of three of them right now off the top of my head that are right here in the Philippines. So when you think about it that way, it's kind of like without any actual established music business or um, plans for market or promotioning, like beyond, you know, what Viva can do for you or mm-hmm. Warner can do for you. It's really a wide open market with 107 million people. So, <laughs> you know, for me, it, it just, it gives me the ability to, to be freely the artist that I want to be and also have an outlook on how to grow into the future. And Def Jam also offers a great ability to do that throughout Southeast Asia because they have a really yeah. strong imprint. Like awesome. Like, I have a question. In, in terms of, like, style, right? I mean, you, you, you started making music you were nine years old in the U.S., right? That's and, right. And you grow. And, of course, I'm sure you have your own style. When you got to the Philippines and you started writing music, did you have to adapt the style mm. to the culture or you still maintain your style? That's a great question. Um, I will take a second to say thank you to Ryan Claus. He's me and Diana's mutual producer friend that brought me out here. And just quick, small story. When I first met Ryan Claus, I had never made any music aside from hip hop for my entire life. Mm-hmm. Just being from Atlanta, like, you know, hip hop is like bigger than music. It's life. Yeah. It's king. <laughs> yeah, in all ways. So, I agree. I, you know, when Ryan was telling me, like, you know, you can make this kind of sound and you can make this, I, I was like, man, I'll never do that. You know, <laughs> and like two weeks into the Philippines of being here, it was really like we went to Okada a lot. So I got to see what the club scene looked like. I got to hang out at um, like Zylo and then you pop out the back and you're at Island and you get to feel different vibes of what music is popping around the world. Yes. And yes. what I really found that was really cool is, to be honest with you, 
six to seven out of ten artists that I'll hear on the radio in an hour come from Atlanta anyway. Oh, really? So, yeah, seriously, even here. Um, and if they're not directly from Atlanta, the feature artist that's on the song is from Atlanta. Who wrote the song is from Atlanta. For example, I'll give you a great a great example here. I have a feature on my Spotify with a guy named Saha the Prince. Not the biggest name you've ever heard. However, the biggest song of 2019 was Sicko Mode, Travis Scott and Drake, right? Yeah. Saha the Prince wrote Sicko Mode. Yeah. Wow. Awesome. That's great. That's great so to hear. It's kind of like you can hear influences of the same structure I've grown up on throughout the world. It's just that, you know, in the States, they don't embrace um, being able to mix up your, your styles the way that they do here. So being here, I've, I've, I wouldn't say that I've changed anything. Yeah. Um, but my toolbox is much more accessible with ears that aren't you know solely just for trap music like yeah 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 yeah, i have much more much more opportunity to use different skills that i have and that's great for me because personally i i'm not if i say the honest truth a lot of american music sucks to me (laughs) (laughs) especially now man it's like we're we're really stuck in the formula right now it's not I yeah, think it's yeah. good for for the for the world in general because the world's going to catch up to us, and I think that's important. But yeah, especially for hip hop. But you know, for me, I, I don't. I wouldn't say that. I can't say that I'm not influenced by my music here. Like, uh, there's an artist here in Amman. I think it. You know, rest in peace, bless his heart. I, I I'm pretty sure he just passed from cancer, but he has a song mm-hmm. called Tekalong. Tekalong. Thank yeah, you. if I'm mispronouncing that, sorry, but that's <laughs> okay. That, Understandable. That song is beautiful, fantastic. Take along, take yeah. along. Is that it? Is that it? Ah, uh, it's um. Da, da, uh, 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 uh. That's that's how the song. Ah, uh, okay. We're gonna ask yeah, the producers yeah. to to insert that in here and yeah, play it. <laughs> that, that song is fantastic, man. Uh, I think his last wish, actually, before he died, was for that song to stream thirty million times. And last wow. I checked, it was at like 45 or something like that. That's- Let's make it happen, Filipinos. Let's make it happen. So um, having mentioned earlier that there are actually stars here that you adore so much, can you name us like three artists, top of your top of mind, that you'd want to collaborate with? Sure, sure, definitely. Um, much more than three, but my top three. Yeah. Um, first would be Juan Carlos. And... To answer why, it's not because Juan Carlos helped me out. It's mm-hmm. because when I watch him like perform or he is making or performing his own music, yeah. he's so into it in a way that's like Mick Jagger style. Ooh. You know what I mean? Like he's so comfortable just being himself in a way that's like not supposed to be cool. It's not supposed to be like trendy or anything like that. And you turn around and go look at, at you know, his biggest song. That song has 106 million streams. Yeah, I think that's yeah. one. Is that one? Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm saying man, that's a lead company worldwide. Totally, like, shook the whole OPM scene, man. That song is amazing. At 19 years old. At that yeah, at 19 years old. That's incredible. Um, I'm actually a big fan of Shanti Dope. I get mixed reactions from people here on him, but um, 
I'm kind of like, I'm one of those people that likes, uh, I like legacy. I like, um, how do I describe it? Like he was, he was passed the torch, you know what I mean? By, by Glock Nine, if I'm not mistaken. So when I first heard Ashanti Dope record, I think I was in a 7-Eleven and uh, <laughs> there was like a grandma in front of me and the cashier behind the desk, the kids that were behind me at the table charging their phones, everyone was singing this song by heart. And I was like, <laughs> who made that song? Like, <laughs> I turned around to the kid behind me. I was like, yo, pull this up on my phone. Show me. Because <laughs> that was really cool to feel something that was organic, that yeah. was in a language I don't understand. But I know that that is what Filipinos would consider a hit. And that was a cool experience for me for the first time having that experience for something that was local. Um, so a lot of a lot of respect goes to him. And then for me, uh, one thing I'm really focused on right now is I want to work with um, I want to work with legends here because as I run into them, like thankfully again dating Dana makes it really easy to interact with these kind of people. But when you run into them, it's so different because for example, if I like one time I met James Reed at a uh, We Are Very Done event, I think is what it was called. And I was there actually to watch August Wa. Oh, yes. Ran, yeah, love August Wa. Love August, August Wa. She would be on this list, but I already have a song with August Wa. I would be <laughs> August Wa, but if I hadn't, she would be first on this list. Um, <laughs> but I was there to watch her, and I ran into somebody else from Careless, whom we have mutual friends, and he introduced me to James. And I remember. When I met James, I was like, I knew who he was, but I hadn't, I was like maybe in the Philippines for three months or something like that at that point. I wasn't aware really of who I was meeting. And I pulled out his Instagram. And that was one of the moments where it clicked to me how big stars are here in comparison to the world. And it's just a place that untapped at the moment. Because in reality, like little Uzi Vert is one of the biggest rappers on the planet, technically. Mm -hmm. Him and James Reed have the same amount of followers. (laughs) Right, it's crazy. And he has like one of the craziest and most supportive fans ever. Right, right. Together with his um former love team and uh yeah, former girlfriend. Yeah, yeah I'm not I'm not so keen on, on the, the gossip stuff. I'm I'm not I don't I'm not updated on that. Mm-hmm. But while we're on that topic, shout out Marcus Davis. He just did a fantastic job on Nadine's album. Yes, of- Marcus. I think we're actually friends on Facebook. I, I don't. I don't remember why. Oh yeah, I, yeah. I did an audition with him for like a for like a work thing. <laughs> uh, he's one of my friends and mentors here. Uh, awesome, awesome. We'd lovely. love to have your material on the radio if if that's already um, available. Just feel free to like send it to us. Send it by to us. I will certainly message you guys about that. that was, yes. That's, what, that's the other thing, man. Is like think about it. Like I'm not even exaggerating. This sounds crazy when I say it, but if you're in America. And let's say you just made a record with Cardi B, right? And that's like, that's big. That's like, man, I got Cardi mm-hmm. B on that song, right? If you want to put that song on the radio and have that song do well, do big numbers, that's like two hundred to 250000 US dollars. Wow. wow. To, really, to really get a real radio run. I'm talking about if you're Amigos and you put out a song, that song has $250,000 behind it. Little Yachty's, Drake's, people like that. Like, there's really big budgets behind that. You can't just go to the radio. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Here you can really do that. You have to go through the the manager and everyone, but yeah. And everything. You got to have a 
a team, your label better be making that phone call. You know? That's why they say it's more fun in the Philippines. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, it's easier. What is to- bureaucracy? <laughs> we don't have that here. Just right. kidding. <laughs> it's, just, it's easier to be an artist too. Um, lovely, but, lovely. Yeah, to answer, sorry, my, my top three would be that. Um, I really look forward to working with August Wa again. In my opinion, it, in my personal honest opinion, she's my favorite artist in the Philippines for sure. Yeah, I, I don't remember that song that we used to play in FM1 from her. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, August Wall, but I really, really, really loved it. It's the one with Crown. Sahara. Yeah, song. Sahara. That's right, Sahara. Yeah. That was really, really good. Fantastic. And yeah, we look forward to like hearing definitely. you and August Wall on the radio pretty soon. Yeah, I will, I will definitely be working on that at the top of next year. Yeah, I mean, feel free to message us anytime. Yeah. So, and thank you. Yeah, Emil, what's up? No, 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 nothing. I mean, all your new song, please let us know. I mean, I'm keen to listen to it whenever they they come yeah, out. One of the one of the big things I'm I'm gonna do, um, and I'll tell you guys up front too, and for whoever may be watching this, that will be included as well. I'm gonna be really big on having listening parties that are exclusive for DJs because awesome. You guys are the most important. Um, and in a market where you don't have to like, you know, shell out thousands of dollars to get people to play you, it's, it's all about relationships and, uh, quality. So I think I can, I can do a good job of offering both. So oh, thank you so much. Thank you. That means a lot. You know, we don't Love get, a lot, we don't get appreciated so much these yeah. days, but yeah, that's, I mean, thank you. It's amazing. We'll be appreciated. I promise <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Let's do it quickly. So let's try to go away from the music. I would like to know, how was your adjustment very briefly when you got here in the Philippines, knowing that, of course, you come from the U.S., right? Uh, <laughs> uh, still adjusting. Still adjusting. Um, and that's, that's honest. I, I would say had pandemic not hit, I would be much further along by this point. Um, but pandemic changed the game and... You know, it, it's kind of, it's tough because there's a lot of things about Philippines that I prefer over America. And that's like 70, 30, 70% oh, wow. of the Philippines, I prefer that because you guys got to understand, man, like I'm, I'm sure you watch the news and stuff, but America is not, it's a great place. It's, I'm proud of it as a country. I will forever be proud to be an American. I will not say anything bad about my country. Don't get me wrong, but you know, if we just if we just want to protest so we're not killed by police you understand what i'm saying yeah still there's that there's that or 17 year olds or yeah. for example when i interact with a police officer even if that's us making eye contact when i tell you i get scared it's like it's like it's like the feeling you have right before you like almost get in a car accident and it's wow. like, man, like, I barely yeah. got through that situation. You know what I'm saying? When I interact with a police officer in America, that's how I feel every time. So imagine when I'm here and we walk into the mall and they pat down everyone, you know, to make sure you don't have right. weapons or whatever it is. If you're an American and you're going through that line, they just let you go. It's like they don't look at me like I'm a criminal. <laughs> <laughs> they you know, look at you as a person, period. Yes, first yes. and foremost. And that that is something that, in quite in, in all honesty you don't get in america so 
wow. there's a lot of advantages that come to being here that I much rather prefer. I would just, if there's one thing I could change, like snap my fingers, it would be my first choice would be traffic. Yeah. Sorry. Everybody yeah. hates Manila traffic. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm really sorry about what you, you know, you go through back home and, but I'm glad that, you know, you found a place where you'd feel comfortable, you know, walking around and, yeah. you know, just being yourself. I love yeah. it. I love it here, man. My eventual goal is to do six months and six months. It's partially the reason I was so lucky that Def Jam ended up being the situation I got into. Yeah. But, I remember when I got here in February 2019, by April of 2019, based on what I knew about the music industry, I knew it, it was definitely going to happen where American labels are going to start coming here because there's no technical business, but there's 107 million people in a huge streaming market. So right. A lot of I, talent here too. Yeah, I was waiting that out. You know what I mean? And it turned out to be a great situation. So eventually I'm going to turn that into, you know, six months a year I can be at home. Hopefully we can work out a situation with Def Jam in the U.S. to do that. And then six months a year, I'll be here in Manila, which will probably turn into nine months a year in Manila, <laughs> three months at home, but that's fine. Yeah, that's not yeah. far from happening, man. I mean, I think I, I believe in your talent. Hearing the way you speak about music and the way you, you talk about how you love what you do, it, it kind of shows that you have the passion for this. And I think, you know, and I think and I hope that the stars will align and help you out with that. Thank you. Thank you. Definitely. We're supposed to be avoiding that question. Sorry, I just... <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Um, but yeah, uh, and to answer fully, in terms of adjustment, I'm, I'm still adjusting a lot of ways. Um, you, you know, you don't... It's, it's funny, right? Because as much freedom as you have here, just being a person, there's a lot of freedoms that you don't have that you do have in America. Yeah. Like you yeah. have you have chances to make mistakes in America, where here if you make those kind of mistakes, you might, you know, you might yeah, end up in yeah. jail for years. So, you know, here here is a different lifestyle, and I mean, I, I just I like it better. Oh, you there know? you have it, guys. Tommy King loves uh, it here in the Philippines. Yeah. yeah, keeps me on my toes, man. Keeps me sharp. I like it. <laughs> <All> right. <laughs> Especially also in provinces. When we were yeah. last December, me and Dinah were doing like this like province tour thing. Mm -hmm. A lot of whether it be a corporate event or a town event, um, political thing, whatever it might be. And like, you know, sometimes you go in these gymnasiums and these really small provinces and they're packed with like their whole town. <laughs> you know, and they're they they're like the best crowds you you'll ever have. Yeah, they're vibing all the way. Yeah, and that's the thing, man, is like you can't You can't replace that. You know, if you're going to pay me more money to have less that, I'm going to choose not to do that. Like, I'll awesome. just have the crowd and enjoy what I'm doing. Our kind of guy. Our kind of guy. Wow, what a perfect. Yes. For the 11 episodes, just a perfect Tommy King. Uh, yes, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, it's so nice to hear that from someone who's actually, you know, not from here, basically. Yes. Because uh, even even some artists, I mean, I'm not going to name who who they are, but some artists like don't really like going to the barrio or to the barangay events. They don't, yeah. Some artists don't really like doing that because they feel like it's so sketchy, it's not safe. But here you are saying that it's fun. It's you vibe with the people. Look, I'm gonna tell you right now. If I make my way in Philippines, anything that we can consider to be success at a top level, 
I will be Mr. Bam guy. Yes. Like that's for me, like you you gotta understand, man, like hip hop in America is is different. Like we people idolize you for coming from poorer or under advantaged areas. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, yeah. There's more there's so much of that in America that everyone when they see you progress from something where they started like that, they really feel like they can achieve what you've achieved. So while I really, really have seen exactly what you're hinting toward. <laughs> I have seen that from artists here. I really have. And Sadly. It's fun because in reality, for example, Spotify, the most uh, Spotify users in all of Philippines is huddled right here in Quezon City. I'm not sure why that, that stat is that stat, but it's a fact. So in wow. reality, man, like you go down the street now, there's no posters, there's no billboards, there's no somebody handing out CDs out of their trunk. There's no community events. All of this stuff is, you know, just like open for the taking. Yeah. yeah. Somebody has to care enough about people to want to interact with them. So you have that brand engagement. You understand what I'm saying? So that that's, that's like one of my top three angles I would be certainly doing. And the great thing about that too is Dinah is, is on board to help me do it with uh specifically community events. I really want to set up like, you know, go to your band guy. I don't care what your street looks like. If it's a squatter, <laughs> it, it doesn't matter. And we'll just do like 50,000 peso giveaway. You know? Wow. But wow. at the same time, brand it, man. Have your, you know, your barcodes or whatever people can scan for your Spotify everywhere. If you want CDs, you have them. If you want flash drives, you have them. Like, that's how you make your name, you know? People definitely, get, definitely. That's a free walking billboard. You know, yeah. So. Once we can go out again, we'll do a choose Pina's Tommy King version <laughs> live in uh, Barangay San Joaquin. Fam, I'm there for free. Where That's, is that even? I don't know. <laughs> so we're yeah. gonna have to look up San Joaquin somewhere. Now we have to look for Barangay San Joaquin. Where it is <laughs> and see, yeah. Stop making promises. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I think by the end of the show, I keep making promises every episode. <laughs> <laughs> but, 